0: At one time, it was the most complicated question on earth. Now, though, it's becoming easier to answer. This is How Are You, a podcast that looks deeper than small talk. Our guests all live their lives differently, which is why in this podcast, the guest chooses where the show goes. We will see how they see the world, because although we might see the same things, how we see them depends on us. Our second guest is my other roommate, Michaela, a junior at the University of Kentucky majoring in materials engineering and minoring in creative writing. Finals week can be a stressful time for STEM majors, and Michaela is no exception. How much have polymers taken over Michaela's brain? Is the Oxford comma really necessary? What is the most rebellious element on the periodic table? All this and more will be discovered from just one How Are You. At all. Yeah. Yeah. No, no pressure at all. No pressure. Hello. Hello. You do not sound genuine in your no pressure. Oh, no, no pressure. I honestly oh. mean that. Yes. Yeah. No pressure on me, no pressure on you. Yes. We're just vibing. Vibing. Hello. Hello. How are you, Michaela? Oh, I'm doing good. It's, it's getting to finals week. <laughs> sure is. Oh, yeah. Sure is. What you got going on? Oh, I've got
1: <sighs> Matrix final on Monday. Polymer's final on Tuesday, paper for honors due Wednesday, and then on Thursday I've got a solids final and a medals final. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Not that bad. I've had worse. <laughs> Didn't you take like 20 hours last semester? No. I believe... Well, maybe. I don't remember. I... I well, here's the thing, right? Because I took a lot of hours, but um, last semester was okay, but the semester before last fall... Um, I had my intro materials lab, which if you've never taken a lab class before, <laughs> labs are special in that they're usually less than three credit hours, but the work you have to put into them is like 10 credit hours worth of work. <laughs> mm. So even though I, I, you know, I had 18, 19, however many hours I had, it was a lot of work in addition to that because you gotta do a lab. <laughs> um, that's what I mean next semester. I've got, um, two days a week I have an 8am lab which will be fun, but,
0: yeah. Yikes, <laughs> yeah, what class is it for?
1: It's, um, Materials Lab 1, which you'd think that the first one would be Materials Lab 1, but it's it's really intro Materials Lab, and this one's Materials Lab 1. It's confusing, I don't know why they number it that way. But yes, that's what it is.
0: I see. It's like when you save two copies of the same picture, and it puts a number one next to the duplicate, even though it's yeah. not the first one you save. Exactly, like... <laughs> is weird. Yeah, well, it makes sense why they have us do it, because, like, the intro one
1: is, like, it's... An overview of everything, and it's very like, um, here's how you use these specific tools you're going to be using in materials lab later on. Um, so I'm guessing this one is going to be more like in depth, um, which makes sense because now we've all taken in my major, we've all taken our metals course and our polymers course, so we have our basics down.
0: Cool. Uh, yeah. Yeah. What's your favorite class that you're taking this semester? Oh goodness. Um, normally, I'd say it's my honors course.
1: Uh, but this semester, I have to say, it's my polymers course. <laughs> um, and not because I particularly like polymers. <laughs> I'm not a fan of polymers, actually. Um, They're not fun. I don't like them. However, um, the professor for our polymers course does such a good job teaching it. Like, just the way he teaches and the way he makes it interesting and how he, like, ties the homework in and everything. It makes it so enjoyable to be in that class that, like... I am enjoying it and considering learning more about polymers. Like, that's, that's proof the class is good right there, you know? <laughs>
0: there you go. There yeah. you go.
1: I, I know a lot about taped now, which is, you know, benefits, right?
0: <laughs> I, I was going to ask if that was the class you you did your tape presentation. Yes.
1: Yeah. Pressure-sensitive adhesives are actually, it's basically if you, you know, you stick it on something with pressure, it it sticks. Um. But I did I did a presentation. I took it for honors credit, so I did the, the graduate presentation for it, Um. which means that I... Uh, I learned a lot about PSAs and how um uh how they fail and how you can change with crosslinking where the crosslinks are and how the cross links work internally to to change the properties. Nice. So
0: turned out really good. Got a good grade.
1: There you go. Yeah. And now you know
0: a lot about tape.
1: Now I know a lot about tape. I can tell you why your tape works and why it doesn't when it gets cold. Ooh. Yeah. Has to do with glass transition temperature, by the way. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. What's
0: what's the best tape to use in the cold? Uh, I don't know. Scotch?
1: <laughs> I'm making that up. I have no clue. I,
0: I don't, I'm debatable how good <laughs> scotch tape is for use on anything. I mean, it depends. Here's
1: part of my presentation. It You can't really say it's the best one overall, because the way you classify pressure-sensitive adhesives, I say tape very generally, but, like, PSAs are classified based on, like, how they fail. So either they fail by, like, removing from the surface or the the polymer itself inside breaks and so you have residue on the surface and so depending on what you want it to do you want it to fail a different way and it'll fail at different temperatures so like one of the papers i talked about was how about like how um they made this one thermo or thermo uh temperature sensitive psa um so that you could stick it on at room temperature and then move around your stuff with it on and then when you want to remove it you heat it up um, beyond whatever temperature you're looking at, um, like 80 degrees Celsius or something like that, and you can remove it without having any, um, any residue left over. So in that case, that's a, it, it works good as a tape at low temperatures, but also it, it, it removes good, which is what you want as, like, the best one for high temperatures. So it really depends what properties you want it to to have or do. Nice. Yeah.
0: Interesting. Convoluted answer. (laughs) Yeah, I mean... Yeah, polymers. Polymers, no, polymers are they right. Polymers, so, interesting. so many. Yeah, they're yeah, actually pretty
1: cool. You look at it, are like okay, it's not like metals. It's like oh yeah, aluminum. Oh yeah, polyurethane. <laughs> but like, it's it, the it's more cool in that like, I know how tape works now, which is wild. There's van der Waals bonds. Whoa. Yeah. Wild, you know, I have the magic of sticking things to each other, and I know how it works. I'm a god now. <laughs>
0: Step one: Learn how tape works. Step two: Become a god. god. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Step three: Question marks. Step four: Profit. Uh, ever
1: wonder why materials engineers are like that? It's because we all believe we're gods. <laughs> like what? <laughs> you know. <laughs> I
0: actually don't.
1: No. What is it's? Joke? I, I, it's more like a. It's kind of like the play on how like all engineers have a personality. If you walk into a I room see. of engineers. Usually, you can figure out which flavor of engineering somebody is just by having a conversation with them. Um, huh. It, it's it's very stereotypical, and it's not always the case, but especially if they're somebody older who's been in the industry a long time, you can usually figure it out because there's a shared personality. I see. Which makes sense, you know? Like, you go into something that you enjoy. If a lot of people enjoy the same thing, they probably have some similar aspects of their personality, you know? And you know, you can only go through so many classes about
0: metals before you start going a little crazy. <laughs> you know, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, I have taken so many journalism classes that I have started to delete Oxford commas from English essays, which is not a good no. thing. You're not allowed to use Oxford commas in journalism? It saves space. It's a thing in AP style. I hate that. I literally. I, I hate
1: that so much. You are. It's kind of inconvenient. I've, I've had. You don't understand. Growing up, I would read articles online and see that they didn't have an Oxford comma in them and go on, like, rants to people about how people didn't use the Oxford comma, how it was a terrible thing, and how these people have never taken an English class and they obviously don't know what's going Are you telling me they teach you to do that? that yes. That's terrible. Yes, they do. Oh, my God. I hate that. <laughs> yeah. Now you know why. That is, that is, that's, oh, my God. I, that's, that's the biggest pet peeve. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, gosh. I'm
1: gonna be upset about that you would, not, <laughs>
0: you would not like journalism. Glad I picked a creative writing minor, uh? Yeah. <laughs> you can use as many columns as you want. Heck <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, no space limits in creative writing. Yeah, well. Except for, like, page limits, but...
1: They, they, they're suggestions. You don't care about
0: that. Yeah. <laughs> Post-its you have on your wall? Oh my gosh, yeah. So,
1: (laughs) hello, podcast land. I have post-its on my wall. (laughs) NaNoWriMo just happened. National Novel Writing Month, November, um, which I participate in every year since 6th grade, 7th grade. You're supposed to do a Young Writers Program. I didn't know it existed until I was already 18, so I just did NaNoWriMo. Um, I've only won once, and it was, like, sophomore year of high school. Um, but I was convinced I would do it this year, so I actually, um, I was using the same story, I had plotted the story out with post-its on my wall, um, with timelines for my three main characters, and did this whole thing, and I, I was doing so well the first, like, three days, and then I had a project due, and it was like, yep, nope, no more writing, we're done. <laughs> yeah. So that's the life of an engineer. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Yeah, you're still, you still got that minor, right? Oh yeah, I actually fully declared it this semester. Oh, cool. Yeah, so it's it's official now, I have it on my... Little blip on my UK.
0: <laughs> nice. Did you just get it? The minor?
1: Yeah. Oh no no no. I I I I've been working towards it since freshman year. I still have like two more classes I have to take to get it. Okay. Um, because I need I need like so many upper level English courses, and I need so many like I, I think I have one more creative writing seminar I have to do yet. Um. So I have a class next next semester on some literature I, I i did a whole thing to try to get in the class and i can't remember what it's called it's like it's literature and victorian yeah or like that.
0: because you have dr jill yes yes it's so, the same one i took last year yes yeah, so
1: I'm, I'm really excited for that that'll be fun yeah that's it brings me up to like 18 hours again but
0: yeah um it's worth it <laughs> yeah you have it in person right
1: oh yeah well okay. I, everything's as far as i know everything's in person Well, my media class is so remote really yeah all of my engineering classes pretend like nothing's happened oh yeah yeah we've gotten to the point where like there's no like maybe one of them has like echo 360 but like i don't even know if most of them have a thing in the syllabus about excused absences for covid like really yeah huh
0: a lot like, of them... they,
1: they they give you the excused absence sure, of course but like the only thing in the syllabus is you have to wear a mask to class and that's it hmm. yeah a lot of my classes still like
0: have a zoom option
1: really yeah. Even my honors class didn't have that.
0: The class I'm making this for has a Zoom option. Really?
1: Huh. I mean, we, we went out on Zoom once or twice for a couple of my classes because the professor was away at a conference or something. Yeah,
0: that that's also happened. Like, we've had a guest speaker come on through Zoom in, the, in another class, and the professor just made it all Zoom. Yeah, which
1: makes sense. Like, you have the capability now. It's just, yeah, you yeah, know, all my classes are in-person, no Zoom option, like...
0: I mean, I guess it makes more sense when you're like working with stuff. I mean, we're not. We're just taking notes. I don't know. Yeah,
1: I think I. Honestly, I think it's just because we're such a tiny major.
0: Mm.
1: Like, okay, my my solids class that would make sense. If they had a Zoom option for that because it's a lecture hall class. But like, okay, my matrix class is just in a classroom in Whitehall. It's not that big, and there's multiple sections of it. So there's all the notes are posted afterwards. You're not missing much if you don't miss, if you miss the class, you know? Um, but then like my metals class, my polymers class, like I have them back to back in the same room on the same day. <laughs> so I'm in class from like 1230 to three on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Um, but they, it's the same people in both classes and it's the same people that are my grade and my major. So it's like what, 20 of us. It's, it's nothing bad at all. Like it's, it's very tiny.
0: Mm hmm.
1: Plus a couple of grad students that come in and know. Oh, that's So cool. we don't even fill the room. So it makes sense that they wouldn't have, like, a Zoom option for that because it's, like, if you miss something, you just go into the group chat that has, you know, 20 people in it and say, what did I miss? And yeah, I know,
0: you know? It's nice when you can have, like, a group meet that's not 800 people. Yeah. Now I'm trying to think of what my smallest class is. Mm-hmm. Last year I was in a class with, like, six people. Mm-hmm. We we were we were in the basement of the library. Gotcha. Because we we still have like space out, mm-hmm. and when you have six people, you can pretty much go anywhere. Exactly. Space out. What is my smallest class? My brain forgot how to work. That's fair. It's hey. We're hey back to finals
1: week. We don't have brains anymore. We just have things preparing for finals. We
0: just have James Madison <laughs> again. <laughs> James Madison trapped in your brain. Get him out. Yeah. Get him out.
1: Yeah. Uh. <laughs> It's gonna be me in, like, two days when I'm going around, like, I'll be walking around the apartment with my, like, polymer notes, like, glass transition temperature changes the elasticity, i change this, and I'll change the, I'll change the solidus behavior of the liquid, (laughs) you know? Yeah.
0: If I never see, I, 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 that class wasn't too bad, Mm -hmm. but if I never see another Founding Father... That's how I feel about aluminum. <laughs> <laughs> the guiding question of today's episode, what do Founding Fathers and aluminum have in common? We never want to see him again. <laughs> uh, John, John Dickinson is cool. Yeah. In case Dr. Calvert listens to this, John Dickinson is very cool. And also, aluminum is pretty cool.
1: I mean, I, 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 I always talk bad about it, but I mean aluminum is the only folder recyclable like a metal and it's actually really cool when you alloy it and do cool stuff with it. <laughs> oh, cool. But,
0: yeah. I have a periodic table right here. What is your favorite element? Um, I'm a xenon fan. I'm,
1: I, I'm, a, I, I'm partial to the noble gases. I did a project of noble gases in middle school in like seventh grade. Um, and since then I've been a bit partial to them. So xenon's fun. Only thing is, like, xenon's not fun to like do chemistry with. I mean, it probably is in some obscure way, but, like, with the chemistry I do necessarily, it's not cool. Um, carbon's fun with organic, cause, like, you just do a bunch with carbon. Same with, like, nitrogen. Whenever you get nitrogen and stuff, it's, like, fun. Silicon. Okay, silicon's really cool because um, there's this whole thing when you, when you... I don't know if you can see Your period, I weird. Um, yeah, so silicon's right below carbon on the periodic table. Um, and what's cool about that is that people kind of talk about in organic world and stuff like all organic chemistry is carbon based um so you have rings of carbon and they make these chains that you know make life or whatever something you know important like that (laughs) but because of the way silicon is so similar like you could actually do similar structures with silicon as your backbone um and you have that in some sort some polymers and some like structures um but there's this theory out there that like we have carbon-based life it's potentially possible to create silicon-based life
0: i think i've actually heard that
1: right yeah because of the way that the structure is and that the valence structure and organic chemistry blah blah blah, blah you know yeah. but it, it's fun you know that's so the cont- silicon is interesting to me um but yeah xenon's xenon i'm partial to xenon wasn't it's fun, z- it starts the next so
0: <laughs> yeah wasn't xenon like the first noble gas that ever like we ever discovered, like, forming a compound of anything?
1: I believe you, but I really don't know. Okay, because wasn't it, like... Yeah, because wasn't it, like, xenon
0: tetrafluoride?
1: Potentially, that seems familiar. Okay. But, yeah. Also, molyb- molybdenum is fun to say. Molybdenum? Yeah.
0: yeah. Molybdenum's right uh, next to my favorite. What's your favorite? Technetium. That's a good one.
1: Te- I never... See, we we just kind of deal with, like, the first, like, two rows and, like, maybe a couple metals in between there, but, like... Carbon, copper, iron, maybe a bit of gold and silver if you're feeling spicy. Yeah. Actually, most of the time we deal with gold. gold we do so much gold and silver. You'd be surprised how much we talk about that.
0: Yeah.
1: Cop, so much copper,
0: too. Yeah. Copper's in a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. But I, li- I like technetium because, like, you have, you go from, like, one to freaking. Like sixty mm-hmm. with all the elements that like have at least one stable isotope, mm-hmm. and then you just got technetium number forty three <laughs> sitting in the middle of the transition metals, no stable isotopes. Like I do what I want.
1: It's chilling there. It's doing its own thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Technetium really. <laughs> technetium woke up and chose violence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh no stable isotopes i do what i want
1: yeah i don't we never talk about things in their pure elemental form that's like the weird thing it's always about alloying and, and combinations of, of the mater- of elements sometimes i forget the word it's not good it's my job well it will be my job but... i mean yeah
0: yeah i was at a academic team tournament once and, like, this other guy had the same fascination with the periodic table that I did. Mm-hmm. You could not shut us up. <laughs> like, yeah. if we were to discover a new element, what group would it be in? Yeah. Like, would we discover a transition metal before a, um, before an alkali metal? What would be more common in nature or, like, more easy to synthesize?
1: Yeah. Chemistry deals a lot with, like, just the pure elements. Whereas when you get into material stuff, it's... we it's, go a step further. It's like... It, it's fun to like look at how, if you chart out where the different sciences and engineering combine because you've got your if you go small enough down you got physics and then you go up to chemistry and then you kind of get into physics range a little bit but also chemistry it's confusing and then you get into materials engineering and then you get into like mechanical engineering <laughs> or you can get split off into electrical or you can split off into chemical. It really depends where you go but like it all branches down back to like this like we're, like, the bridge between the, the pure science and the actual, like, engineering portion
0: of it, which is fun. Yeah. Yeah. And if you go big enough, you get, like, astrophysics.
1: Yeah, but then it's back into chemistry again. Chemistry yeah. and physics, you know?
0: All circles back around. Yeah.
1: There's a really cool... XKCD is a funny comic about that. Yeah? It's like, um... All all science is just applied mathematics, or all all mathematics is just applied whatever. it's it, it like a chain I, I, of people standing there, and it's it's hilarious. I
0: love it. Yeah. Well, um. Is it like sociology is just applied psychology? Psychology is just applied biology. Biology is just applied chemistry, which is just applied physics. It's nice to be on top. Mathematicians. Oh hey, I didn't see you guys all the way over there. Yeah, basically is it that
1: one. Yeah, that one.
0: Somebody edited it with like. On the other end, just putting economists. (laughs) Yeah. I still maintain that I have coded something.
1: I mean, yeah, that's how I'm into with the coding stuff. It's like, I can use MATLAB. MATLAB doesn't count, by the way, but I've used MATLAB. (laughs) Honestly- I can use Excel.
0: You're better at coding than I am. I have used HTML. (laughs) I- I can use slashes and greater than signs till the
1: cows come home. I taught myself a bit of HTML because of <laughs> when I was in sixth grade, um, the fan fiction site that I was writing on, which does not exist anymore, so nobody can Google it. It's great. Um, <laughs> but it, the, the formatting system on it for posting things broke because it was a terrible site, and nobody was moderating it. It was horrible. it was dying which is why it doesn't exist anymore. Um, but I, I Googled how to do HTML formatting so that I could keep on writing things for it. Um, That's awesome. I've forgotten all of it. But it, for, for a solid amount of time there, like, I could consistently like, do the form. Like, I, I could do bold, italics, indents, paragraph breaks, um, insert lines, all the stuff you need to do to actually create like, a, like you do in a word processing program. You couldn't just copy and paste it over. You had to like do it yourself.
0: Yeah, um, and it became, yeah. like, a
1: part of my writing. Hang. <laughs>
0: yeah. It was very impressive. For about a year, and then I, like, went, forgot. <laughs> the first day of my, like, web design class, <laughs> we were just in notepad printing, like, hello world, and I actually got mine to work, and I felt like I had hacked into the Pentagon. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it's so fun, um... If you know those
1: things like that or like how to use excel properly um and you go and do it in front of people who don't know how to do it because it's it's not that hard to do those kind of things you know like once you learn it you're like oh okay i know how to do this it's easy but if you go to the the uninitiated if you will (laughs) and you say look at this i can multiply two cells in excel and it will change my value over here i am god (laughs) and they and they like go wild they're like oh my god you know how to use excel that's so cool, oh my gosh, it, it's amazing.
0: It <laughs> always goes back to you becoming a god.
1: I mean, you know, <laughs> material engineering, we just, we just, we play with, um, we play with reality, <laughs> we change the limits of what is possible.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we got a lot of content for our podcast, and I am now more scared of you than I was before. <laughs> oh, no, that's alright, I'm joking. <laughs> You better watch out. I'll delete all the
1: Oxford commas from your papers. You wouldn't
0: dare. (laughs) I know where you live. (laughs)
1: Touché, back at you, though.
0: Uh, And they were roommates. Oh my god, they were
1: roommates. Something that I'm willing to let slide, though, is uh, um, the number of spaces after a period. It's one. I'm sorry. It's one! It is two. It's a relic from the typewriter era, however... It makes it so much easier to read.
0: Michaela. We ain't using typewriters anymore. Speak for yourself, I'm going to get one. I mean, I have one, I just never use it. (gasps) I'm so jealous. But I can bring it. It's very heavy. You don't have to do that. I I, I will I I it is my mission to to buy a typewriter at some point. It is sitting on a shelf in my house. If you would like me to bring it down so you can mess with it. I will. I will always love to mess with the typewriter. I will buy myself a typewriter one day.
1: Okay. And I will continue to use two space at of Because even in modern word processing software, all the
0: sentences blend together if you don't do the double space. I disagree. I think the space is too big. And it looks awkward. You've read my writing, haven't you?
1: Yeah. Is my writing awkward looking? I, I always use double space.
0: Every single time. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I I can appreciate your writing and still disagree with your formatting. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're not using the Oxford comma, so what can we agree on? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> no, I, 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 I'm willing to admit that some people can use the one space, and that's okay. And if you're low on space, it frees characters, whatever, you know. But I think it looks better. But the Oxford
0: comma. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be hung up on that. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't believe... Oh. God. I'm sorry. It was it was, it was jarring to me too in Journalism 101. I no, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> my mother will be so disappointed. <laughs> oh my god.
1: There's so many instances where it like it just it changes the entire meaning of the sentence to not put an Oxford comma in. I think in that it case- It changes we, your clarity. We
0: would just rephrase the sentence.
1: <sighs> That's so much- You could just have a little comma as opposed to rephrasing it and even more
0: characters. Well, honestly, it would probably make it shorter.
1: To just add the comma as opposed to rephrasing it? No,
0: like rephrasing it to make it shorter. Yeah, okay, whatever. I, I I don't know.
1: Sometimes you just need to list things and in that case, you always use an Oxford comma. You and your journalism
0: world can do something different. I don't care.
1: My academic papers will have Oxford commas in them.
0: <laughs> hey, oh, hey, rest assured, I'm still writing my fair share of academic papers. Valid, yeah. Oh. How are we how, closing this off? How are you now?
1: Oh, I'm doing good. I'm prepared for. Well, I will be prepared for exams <laughs> after this weekend. Be studying. Good luck. Good luck. Yeah,
0: we'll be studying. I'm
1: you gonna know, learn how to do those um, matrices.